Hello, and thank you for joining us on this podcast episode of That's in the Bible. I'm Bob Pauline. Premarital sex is so common today. Should that still be a stigma in society? Thank you so much, Hi, for your question. You know, you're really right, and statistics back you up. Uh, what do they show concerning premarital sex? You, you can see here a couple of facts or statistics uh, about that. By the year 2010s and in their, therein, there was 73% of people had, uh, were reporting that they had had two or more sexual partners prior to marriage. By 2012, 58% of Americans felt that, well, premarital sex is not wrong at all. Those surveyed at the, uh, up to the age of uh, 44, imagine this statistic. 99% of respondents in that survey that had had sex, 95% of them had done so before marriage. 95%. Well, as these numbers clearly show us, and as you stated, hi, it is truly a common thing. But then you included in your question that, well, since it is so common, shouldn't it then, uh, should it still be a, a, a stigma or uh, be perceived as something shameful in society? Or maybe high, as you posed your question, and m many others believe it should be more tolerated. It should not be viewed as something that is bad or evil or wrong. Well, what are the things that we have to understand about premarital sex? Firstly, premarital sex is engaging in sexual acts without the sanction of holy matrimony. We have to understand that sex is a privilege that God granted to married people only. It's not a right which every individual has. So, it, this prerogative then was given by God. Let's go back to the first couple, Adam and Eve. And uh, let's, let's take a look at what was the instruction that God gave to the first couple, uh, the first man and woman. Genesis 1, 26, uh, let's say, uh, verse 27 rather, and 28, it reads this way. So, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. We should note here, dear friends, that God blessed the first man and first woman he created before. We should note the sequence, the chronological order there. He blessed them before he instructed them to go, be fruitful, and multiply. First came the blessing. Sex, then, is something that is rightfully reserved for couples bound by that blessing of God, holy matrimony, or, or marriage. Adultery and fornication, then, are two forms of sexual mis misconduct which are both reprehensible and detestable before God. 
Adultery refers to voluntary sexual intercourse by a married person with anyone other than that one's own spouse. And those who commit adultery will surely be judged by God. In fact, we can read that here in Hebrews 13:4, wherein the Bible says this, Marriage is to be honored by all, and husbands and wives must be faithful to each other. God will judge those who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Fornication, on the other hand, dear friends, is sexual relations by mutual agreement between two unmarried persons. Nevertheless, all adultery, all fornication is forbidden by God. So what then do the apostles teach to us about premarital sex? What are specific instructions? Apostle Paul, for example, gives important advice to all young people regarding these, uh, the, these issues. And let's take a look at what he had to say about sexual immorality and fleeing from it and the temptations of First 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 and 19, read this way. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. Dear friends, the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The body is, is, is meant for the Lord and not for sexual immorality. And you know, if we continue in that chapter, Apostle Paul went on giving this advice in verse 13 of the same chapter. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So, this is uh, clearly God's guidance to young people. But you know, what, what then, dear friends, if a person will refuse to uh, leave or, or, or stand, stand their ground strong and simply surrender to sexual immorality and the immoral ways, which are truly the norms of the world around us nowadays? Suppose one will say, Ah, oh, never mind that. Oh, that's just outdated. That's old-fashioned. You know, the Bible uh, gives us this in verses 9 and 10. Should we be one who would just take it lightly and easily surrender to all the whims of the flesh? 9 and 10. Same, uh, same chapter, 1 Corinthians 6. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Dear friends, it would place one's eternal life in jeopardy. But, you know, the thing that, that High noted when he posed his question was, uh, that uh, some will probably uh, consider that these things are, that these laws of God and these commandments, they're all outdated. 
maybe someone would say, well, you know, but since it's done by the majority, let's emphasize that word, majority, and the statistics that we read earlier really attested to that, the majority will consider it just a normal thing and go along with the tide of the times we're in. The majority of young people, they will say, well, then that, doesn't that make it no longer shameful? Doesn't the sheer numbers prove that it must be okay then? Let's take a look at God's uh, response to that. Can the majority uh, decide what is right and wrong? O or does God decide? Exodus 23, let's take a look. Do not follow the majority when they do wrong or when they give testimony that perverts justice. Friends, we cannot then agree, to, we cannot uh, find acceptable what the majority is doing. If what the majority is doing opposes God's will for us, for members of the Church of Christ, we choose God. Even if we will stand alone in the midst of an, a majority that is doing what is wrong, and the current state of morality in the world nowadays is surely wrong compared to the truths of God. So, in conclusion, let's also consider what uh, the Lord God said to us uh, through the Apostle John in uh, 1 John chapter 2. Dear friends, dear young members of the church, dear fellow men watching us in this program, together let's listen to the Lord how he inspired the following writing of Apostle John. 1 John chapter 2 beginning in verse uh, uh, 14. Uh, we'll continue through uh, 17. I write to you, my children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who has existed from the beginning. I write to you, young people, because you are strong. The word of God lives in you and you have defeated the evil one. Do not love the world or anything that belongs to the world. If you love the world, you do not love the Father. Everything that belongs to the world, what the sinful self desires, what people see and want, and everything in this world that people are so proud of, none of this comes from the Father. It all comes from the world. The world and everything in it that people desire is passing away. But those who do the will of God live forever. May that be you, receiving the eternal life that God promises to those who choose Him rather than the ways of the majority in the world around us. Thank you, Mr. High, for your question. And as, as we have read, we've read how strong young people are and how you can stand strong and how everyone has been warned against sinful self-desires. So at the end of the day, you know, we hope that everyone finds the strength to fight the many temptations that surround us. And be among those who do the will of God, come what may. 
and thus earn a chance to live forever. Why? Because that's in the Bible. Please feel free to email your questions about the Bible, about salvation, to answers at incmedia.org. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, That's in the Bible, and turn on your notifications for new episodes. I'm Brother Bob Pauline, and we hope you join us next time for more programming of the Iglesia Ni Cristo Church of Christ. To watch episodes of That's in the Bible, go to incmedia.org. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.